Actually, maybe we'll stream the impossible quiz playthrough if we can get past all the bloatware to find it. Matt's computer could probably run it. <laughs> I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences from being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Just gonna Google old Western women's names. You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello, and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how Bowser and his flame-broiled button-up borrowed Guy Fieri's aesthetic for the new Mario Tennis, which I am calling Bowser's Fieri. Kyle, you made it through flame-broiled button-up really borrowed yeah. it flawlessly. I'm <laughs> so <was> really impressed. <laughs> yeah, great job, dude. I, I'm, I was proud of that line. I had to nail it. Um, He's been repeating it in the, uh, in the mirror all afternoon. <laughs> all day. Um, so, gentlemen, I come to you today hoping to to address a glaring gap in our so-called coverage of video games. Now, in, in this podcast, we have so covered... called <laughs> <laughs> In this podcast, we have covered retro games, golden PS2, Xbox-era video games, and we occasionally even dip our toes into esports from time to time. But the one game era we have not covered, and that is long overdue for recognition, is the often underappreciated genre of Flash games. And listeners, in case you haven't fired up Addicted yeah. Games since yeah, 2012 like a normal person, Adobe recently ended its support for the little plug-in that held the internet on its shoulders for the better part of a quarter century, thus ending an era of internet content that is near and dear to my, and I'm sure, all of my co-hosts' hearts. As one era ends, I think it only right to honor... Yeah. Man. It. Do you guys want to go on that for a bit? Flash games near and dear to I your heart? Let, <laughs> sure, let's... let's... Let's hop yeah. on the nostalgia train. Much like AOL Instant Messenger, Flash games are something that, that live nestled within our collective conscience. Yep. And, and they're just, that, it's gone. Like, it's no gone one now. else will ever experience, will know what it's like to experience playing <laughs> shitty physics games in the computer lab. <laughs> yeah. I mean, addicting games is mm -hmm. probably the most defining, like, developer of me coming up as a kid who played video games like of all of the yeah. video game consoles i had there was no thing that i spent more individual hours on than addicting games oh yeah except for maybe pokemon and super smash brothers i haven't played any game as much as i've pl just played yeah trash flash games on various addicting games type sites like i don't know if it counts as a flash game but my friends and i used to spend a lot of time on kingdom of loathing yeah I yeah don't know if you guys i don't know if that. that's flash or not but yeah you played it in a browser yep it counts yeah it counts we'll allow it so as one era ends i think it only right to honor it in the new era of internet content which is defined by the streaming services that we all hang our sanity on so today I've gathered a panel of representatives from Netflix, Disney, Hulu, HBO, and Quibi to hear pitches from the experts <laughs> at Debate This ex Media. Um, I'm, excuse me, I'm actually from Crackle. 
You yeah, you would think that saying Quibi dates this episode, but like Quibi's been dead for a while. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. That that that's almost as dead as Flash. <laughs> it's more dead. Quibi yeah, died before Flash true. did. <laughs> Quibi never knew Flash. Um so here today to pitch their shows are Andrew Newgrounds Henderson, Matt Mini Clip Cole, and Todd Homestar Runner Thomas. That's so good. Yeah, excellent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys want to know what Newgrounds is right now? It's all porn. It's just porn. Like it's all porn. It's all porn. I haven't been on Newgrounds in. It's all porn. 10, I haven't either. Yeah, 15, I went. I would assume I made the mistake of going on Newgrounds on my work computer to do <laughs> to, do, <laughs> to throw that now away. investigation for this episode, and now it is in the trash. Kind of reminds me of the joke from um, Parks and Rec where they try to save the the video rental store, and he's like. <laughs> So we just focused on the one thing that makes us money, and now all we rent is porn. (laughs) Newgrounds knew what they were doing. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Gentlemen, the execs are ready. What game have you chosen to adapt into a streaming series, and what is the show about? We'll start with Andrew. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm good, Andrew. Um, As I want to do, I'm going to give you the synopsis, and then I'll do the the big reveal, TM, at the end. All her life, Madeline has known one thing to be true. Music would be her life. She knew it the day she was accepted to Juilliard. She knew it while auditioning to be accepted into the, in the All-Michigan Junior Symphony at the ripe age of 15. Hell, she knew it the first time she picked up her mom's treasured violin, which, I should mention, is the only physical connection to her mother she has since she was two. <laughs> what? Madeline had it all in front of her, Kyle. Classical training from some of the, most, the industry's most respected violinists. Degree from the most prestigious conservatory in the country, contacts from playing gigs all across New York, and of course, all of this with the knowledge that she would soon be getting complete access to the trust set in her name just in case she would need to spend a year, a couple years doing the whole starving artist in New York thing. But as it does, life finds a way of throwing us all off course. And for Madeline, that comfortable tower she spent so many years slowly building all came crumbling down after just one phone call. Her father, a distinguished physicist, had been arrested and all his assets immediately frozen. As it turns out, the work he had been so engrossed with for years was nothing short of animal torture. And, as the ACSPCA had alleged, nothing more scientific than shooting cats out of potato guns and measuring the result. Wow. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, he's gotta not get done. there. In a day, the father she remembered so fondly for inspiring her love of music was now a monster in the eyes of the public. History would remember, would remember him as a sadist and nothing more. Now penniless and shunned by society, will Madeline try and bring back the honor to her family's name, or will she abandon the scarlet letter of her father's, father's sins? Coming soon exclusively to Freeform Plus, I give you <laughs> Kitten Cannon with one end. <laughs> with one end. That's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> bravo with the one end. It... Mm-hmm. Mm. That is a real snake in my boot <laughs> kind of deal. Yeah, that's something. I did not read ahead what you had offered us today. Yeah. And so I didn't want to. And I wasn't. People usually I, don't. Until you said shooting cats out of a potato gun. I was like, what is Andrew? Do- oh, I get what Where's he's doing. Going with I this? see what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spent God hours on kitten cannon like oh yeah oh if you days hold, if you weeks. hold the space bar down after you shoot it it goes farther <laughs> just like whatever man and uh 
to hear all of that plot put to it feels right. exactly the same way as the Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> Rampage movie. And I know because I watched that movie. Yeah. It's not good. It's until the three-fourths away of the movie that somebody says, this cannon has too many kittens in it. And it's like, oh, they said the name of the thing. Now we can make the trailer around it. Anyway, that's Kitten Cannon. I also had an equally uh, insane conversation with my partner before the recording trying to explain what Kitten Cannon was because she, <laughs> unlike no. us, did not play Flash games because she went outside and had friends. Yeah. And, well, uh, oh, that's that. a choice, yeah. I guess. One or the yeah, other. Sure. And, uh, and she was like, what, what is it? I was like, oh, you just like move the cannon and you press fire. And she's like, wait, is that a game? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to do? What are you and trying to get the kitten off to go? Stuff? Yeah. yeah. Here you go, Kitten Cannon. Her loss, I guess. Yeah. It was my first time praying at the altar of R and Jesus, hoping for better results than the kid beside me in computer yeah, Exactly. Lab. Yeah. Matt, what do you have for us? Did you want to say something, Todd? <laughs> I was just remembering Kitten Cannon. <laughs> I mean, whom's among us? <laughs> oh, boy. I know this is an audio podcast, but I watched you start and stop a sentence, and I couldn't let well, it go unsounded. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad so you could share that I felt that way. Because I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, do I bring up the fact that I'm just having like vivid memories of the Flash game Kitten Cannon please, now? Like, well, please we, do. Please bring up any vivid memories you get. We all are together, all of us. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah, it just hit me again. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was a game. Yeah. Someone, someone figured out those physics. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I almost, I almost talked about Slap the Monkey today, but I decided to oh, yeah. go a different direction. <laughs> So there, like, there's another question, right? Like those those games that were just like clickers, like the bubble poppers, and then the ones where you just punch Osama bin Laden. Like, are those games or are those websites? Yes. So I think it's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> um, I'm not here to answer life's greatest questions. Okay, so of course I am the one to follow Andrew and his very true to form dissertation length treatment. But before I introduce my concept to you, I'd like to take a quick minute to dump on my compatriots. See, it is of absolutely no surprise to me that Andrew picked Kitten Cannon, and I won't spoil Todd's pick, but it is equally as generic. You're hearing pitches from two people who never made it past the front page of AddictingGames.coms. You nerds with your PlayStation networks, your Xbox Online's missed out on the real spirit of Flash games. How many nights did you spend clicking through page after page of listicles looking for a new way to pass the time while you waited for Brittany to pull down her away message so you could ping her on Matt, AIM? Matt, just real quick, just to pause your prepared statement. All right, fine, are you, yeah. Are you seriously going to call us out on the deep cuts of Flash games? Is that what this is? Yeah. Is that what this lead up is? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the lead up. Okay. All right. I come to you today, Kyle, to resurrect a truly lost gem of the Flash game era. It's not one of your impossible quizzes or your tactical snipers. No, this is the soul of Flash games. This is I saw her standing there. I just want to, I want to, impossible quizzes awoke something deep inside Todd it's, as well. These are, these are just like nostalgia slaps. They're just hitting me. Yeah. So open to a desolate town. One man walks alone in the abandoned street. The camera pans around him and we see that something has happened here. Now, we don't know how, why, or when whatever happened happened, but we don't need to. I mean, we've all seen zombie movies. As, your pro as our protagonist moves through this wasteland, wasteland landscape, wasted landscape, that's what I wrote, that's better. It appears, wasteland, Missouri. <laughs> wasteland, Missouri. <laughs> it appears that he may be the last man on Earth, but just then we see movement. 
Over the man's shoulder, another person is walking behind him. And with every move our main character takes, the person behind him seems to follow. As the shot comes more into focus, we see that the person behind the man is barely a person at all. More a decaying corpse that seems to be shuffling aimlessly towards the lens. The zombie continues its slow march forward until suddenly it drops down out of frame. We then see that our man has led the zombie into some sort of pit trap. The man pulls a picture out of his pocket and looks at the zombie in the pit. He takes a beat before kissing the photo and folding it back into his pocket. As the title card fades in, the camera pulls back to reveal his every the camera pulls back to reveal this every town America as a suburb of Seattle, Washington. From this long shot angle, we see a large black mass approaching the town in which we left our protagonist. We cut back to our protagonist, well hidden in an abandoned storefront, as this horde moves its way through town. These zombies appear to move as a hive mind. They seem almost more sentient than the zombie we met earlier. As the man surveys this situation, his face changes and he begins to weep. In the middle of the horde, we see her, standing there. As the man drops the photo from his hand, we realize that this zombie matches the woman in the photo, and the credits begin to roll on episode one of I Saw Her Standing There coming to netflix probably in september <laughs> <laughs> matt i'm too tired to write a whole movie treatment cole writes an entire movie treatment right. for his answer yeah, yeah way, to, way to put me up on the cross for for doing exactly what you did i would like to say that the difference between you and i is like you wrote lore about a game that has no lore and i took a zombie game and found a zombie mad lib and i just plugged nouns and adjectives into that ad lib <laughs> i i compl i got so lost in your lore i missed your game delivery it was i it's, saw, I her, saw standing her standing there. there i've never played that game i hadn't either you have to look at it. it's a deep cut todd you wouldn't yeah. know if you yeah i never I wasn't only, sure. Only, only true Flash game yeah, fans. Only would know people this who one. have who have I, who have explored the anus of uh, mini clip. <laughs> well, here's know. here's the thing, Andrew. I'm not sure if you're aware. I've never made it past the second or third page of Newground. Same because I'm, one page I'm has on a that. thousand games. Yes. Yeah, see, this is my plan, Kyle. Now they're dumping on each other. <laughs> 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 not unlike all the ads on Newgrounds. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I was. Actually, the reason why I may have missed it, I was still thinking about the impossible Ooh. quiz and how to get past <laughs> to get past one of the pages. You have to right click, and then it brings up the prompt to like reload the flash, and you have to move your mouse cursor across that like a bridge. The impossible quiz walked so Stanley Parable could run. I kind of want to watch an impossible quiz playthrough. Actually, maybe we'll stream the impossible quiz playthrough <laughs> if we can get past all the bloatware to find it. Oh, Matt's computer yeah. could probably run it. <laughs> Matt's computer probably can't run it from all the times that already ran it. Oh, boy. Um, no, I mean, this is the problem I had today. So, like, I saw her standing there is legitimately one of my favorite games of all times because it's, like, I love puzzle platformers, and this was a really well-executed example of, like, an artistic puzzle platformer on a fucking freeware site in 2007. So it holds a very nostalgic place on my heart. But I had so many other games today that I like I was like, man, wouldn't it be fun to make a Netflix docu-series about the <laughs> like the men's restroom etiquette quiz? Do you guys remember that one? I do. The urinal I quiz, I think one. it was called. No, yeah. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Was that in like that glut of like dude stuff like bro like bro games? That yep. was definitely like, a category. Which boob is bigger? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure when I was playing the cross in high school, I played the the urinal quiz a couple of times. I definitely 
played quote unquote <laughs> i saw her standing there because it did make all these lists like when i'd get bored and search new flash games to play it made all these lists of great flash games i never got too into it because when i'm bored enough to load up flash games it's because i'm not trying to think or have a story told to me. It's because I'm trying to push the space bar and launch a kitten as far as I can out of the cannon. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Kyle, can I tell you about how mine's just better than theirs? Todd, I would love... I and the panel of executives from these various sites would love to hear Good. your pitch. So I, too, am going to paint a scene for you, but it's better than the other two scenes. Good. So, mm. so this scene that is better, uh, what it starts with is we find this monkey pointing to these ancient writings, right? They're on a wall. They're, they're almost hieroglyphic, if you will. Uh, and he's pointing at these paintings in front of a group of monkey children. And these are images of ancient monkeys with wonderful powers and, and these great apes of legend fending off hordes of these, like, faceless, colorful evil. And, and the monkey, as he's pointing, says, and that, children, was the story of how the heroes of lore were able to repel the ancient evil floating forces from our shores. With the evil gone, the kingdom settled and split off to build their own homes throughout the forests and shores. And a, a small monkey hugs on the monkey's tail and goes, But Mr. F, <laughs> what happens if the evil floating monsters return? And, and Mr. F, as we know him to be called, goes, oh, oh, No worries there, that's impossible. But Kyle just then, we hear <laughs> the impossible possible. <laughs> we hear a faint whooshing goes <laughs> noise. And then suddenly, suddenly we hear a pop. And as we pan down to the feet of Mr. F, we see a torn rubber of, of red latex fall at the monkey's feet. And then we hear <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <laughs> as we see more fall, suddenly Mr. F with panic in his eyes looks at the children and says, quick. Run to your homes and stay inside. <laughs> as, we, as he says this, the adult monkey looks at the camera and then pans up past the horizon, and we see hundreds of colorful balloons appear in from the mist, Kyle. <laughs> the small child goes, What's happening? That's the small child. And Mr. F goes, It's them. They're back. As he takes his sunglasses off and looks directly at the camera. <laughs> the balloons. Kyle, <laughs> what I'm bringing you is a streaming version of the game Bloons, specifically the tower defense Bloons, because there's only been about 14 different iterations of this game. But it's going to be presented with the heaviness and the cinema striking uh, episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So, Kyle, what I'm really giving you coming in fall 2021 to Fandango now is <laughs> Bloons. <laughs> Gorilla Warfare. Um, can I make a joke? I have one yeah. joke. Good. Um, Very yeah. good. Yeah, if Bloons was a romance novel, it would be called The Torn Rubber of a Red Latex. A real <laughs> quote from Todd Thomas in that treatment. Thank you. I needed to get that joke out. As that was I was good. trying to think about how to describe a torn red balloon without saying balloon that early, <laughs> I stumbled after I said, like, oh, it was red rubber. And then I said, well, is our balloons actually rubber? They're like latex. And so sometimes anyway, they're mylar. Todd torn rubber Thomas. <laughs> my my mylar just didn't have just didn't have the same punch as thing latex. It grabbed your attention. You noticed a little pullback behind the curtains. Um, when Todd claimed Bloons Tower defense, 
Matt had to then clarify, do you just mean Bloons Tower Defense, or do you mean all, like, the original Bloons, Bloons as well? The Bloonsiverse. <laughs> and I, I have played literally every iteration of Bloons that has ever come across any, like, Flash game aggregate site. And I love... I love them so much that I've now paid for Bloons Tower Defense twice on my phone. So I can play <laughs> it on board at work. Um, they're up to like Bloons Tower Defense six. Six, yeah. That's and five is better. It, it peaked with five. It's but... overwhelmingly positive on Steam. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's $10. It's fucking $10. Jesus Christ. It's yeah. three on your phone. Don't buy it oh, on okay. Steam. Buy it on your phone. I've never played Bloons. Whoa. Uh, you are missing. So don't I was play too busy Bloons. playing dating sims on Newgrounds. <laughs> so the the original the original Bloons is, fine. is like a it's an angry was great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> amazing. Shut up, Todd. Hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's not you, as good as the tower defense though. You throw a dart and try to pop you know, as many yeah. balloons with as little darts as possible. Uh, okay. And, and th you get power-ups, and there's different balloons. And then the tower defense expands on that, where the balloons come down a path, and and you try and pop them as fast as oh, you can. So they don't versus zombies. Yep. Y yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's all, it, mm -hmm. it's a tower defense game. Anyway, Todd, very good pitch. Do you just want to green, green light it now, and just, we can leave and not have to hear anything else? All very good that. pitches, uh, gentlemen. So, as you all may know, a show is much more likely to be picked up if you've got a big-name celeb in a significant role. So, to make your pitch more appealing, please tell the execs what celebrity you hope to cast to get your show off the ground and what role they will play in that show. Andrew. Okay, so let me explain a little bit what we're, the angle we're taking this. So, the major focus of Kitten Cannon with one end is the relationship between Madeline and her father. Uh, Madeline begins the show. Did I was call? Was I calling her Madeline or Madeline? You were you were going with Madeline. We're, let's retrofit. Let's. I wasn't let's, listening. Let's retcon <laughs> that and say it's Madeline because it's easier to say. All right. Uh, Madeline. Uh, Madeline begins the show with all these fond memories of her father, but as things go on and we all learn more about what he was doing, her, those memories start to recontextualize. We see his mental health begin to de deteriorate after her mother's passing. Obviously, Madeline was too young to really know her mother and doesn't really remember, but her father came close to essentially abandoning her completely. He just completely regressed into his work. Ultimately, he did come to, we see that he does come to terms with the loss of his, well, his, life, his wife, excuse me, and uh, decides to live for Madeline and, and no longer living for himself and in his, for his grief. That said, though, Madeline's father is the primary antihero of the story. We want the audience to see his flaws, but we don't want them to condone his actions, but still empathize. You know, kind of a Walter White kind of figure. Like, yeah, I know that you're object I objectively know you're doing wrong, but like, I get why you did it. We need somebody who we don't know if we're supposed to like them or not. Someone as, and as, again, as the show goes on and on and on, we start to see that he's gone completely insane. So... Our stunt cast to get the butts in the seats is Woody Harrelson as Madeline's father. <laughs> oh, someone boy. who we never know if we can trust Woody or not. Sometimes we can. Yeah. Sometimes we can't. Now, Madeline, on the other hand, is going to be played by Catherine Newton, which you may not know from name, but you have seen her in Big Little Lies. She was the, uh, the, like, the girl character, the friend character in Detective Pikachu. 
and most recently was uh, announced as the recast Cassie Lang for the new Ant-Man and the Wasp. The aged up mm. Cassie Lang. The aged Lang. up Cassie mm-hmm. Lang. Yeah. Catherine Newton, up and coming actress, but very well versed at playing, specifically playing privileged white girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so that, that's we're going. So we're going. We're going Woody. We're going Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Question re Woody Harrelson. Answer. What movie or era of Woody Harrelson are you aiming for in this casting? Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking like I want that kind of like sad, like ro- like almost like burnt out superstar kind of vibe, like kind of like Mickey Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. Okay. Mm. Like I I I want the like they're they're like all ha- washed up has been like I want them to be fucking remorseful. <laughs> like just like just eyes like thousand yard stares, you know? So so like true detective Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. True detective Woody Harrelson exactly. Well put. I like it. Mhm. Hope the panel does too. Uh Matt, who are you casting in your show? Yeah, Kyle. So what made me love I saw her standing there was the game's ability to tell a rich narrative story with a simple 2D puzzle platformer. There was little to no dialogue, and the story came through bits of poetry written by the protagonist. The key to casting this show is to find some superstar actor who can convey emotion largely through facial expressions, but are also believably the last bastions of humanity in the zombie apocalypse. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with Winston Duke as the main protagonist. Winston Duke, who you likely know as M'Baku from the Black Panther movie. Yeah. Um, He was also in Mm -hmm. uh, Spencer Confidential and Us. Um, I personally am pretty tired of the squirrely little science dudes being the ones to survive the zombie apocalypse. Um, Give me a six foot five survivor. (laughs) Tell me he's the last man on earth. And I believe you. So that combined with Duke's ability to showcase a wide range of emotions without really saying all that much. And you have the perfect character actor for that role. Uh, Also, we're going to get most of the story from voiceover of his journal, and he'll be excellent as far as voicing over the, the writings of the last man on earth in the zombie apocalypse as he looks for his zombie lover. Speaking of that zombie lover, we need to cast our zombie love interest and someone who will be able to be an actual undead flesh-eating zombie, but still be, like, kind of confusingly sexy. Uh, So that (laughs) seems like a Naomi Scott thing, so we're going to go with Naomi Scott. Uh, She was Jasmine in Aladdin. She's also the new King Ranger. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. And last but not least, we need our bad guy. And in zombie movies, that's typically just the zombies, but to make this... To make this a series and not just a puzzle platformer, we need a villain. And that villain is going to be the leader of the zombie hive mind. And that's going to be Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy. Luther, Space Boy, number one oh, in Umbrella okay. Academy. Okay. He's already on Netflix's payroll, as so we all probably be like, mm-hmm, Umbrella Academy, yes, we have all seen this as much as Matt has, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, uh, I googled the name. I, he, he's a big boy. So there you go. Winston Duke, Naomi Scott, Tom Hopper lead this new series coming to netflix probably <laughs> maybe hopefully okay um i really like the casting as of winston duke as a as the protagonist i i had the thought watching um black panther and infinity war like he needs to lead a series he's a good he's a good actor so yeah if you had a I, go ahead talk. Go, no you 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 clear up what you need to clear up with kyle before i <laughs> okay tell you what i hate 
Um, I was just going to say, if you haven't watched Spencer Confidential, it's not really that good. It's kind of like low-budget Mark Wahlberg. But Winston Duke <laughs> is really good in Spencer Confidential. So if you happen to watch it, well, watch Mark it for Wahlberg him. Mark Wahlberg is high-budget Mark Wahlberg. Uh, <laughs> I think like other guys. Uh, other guys. High, yeah, uh, high-budget Other Mark guys Wahlberg. and the first Departed. 10 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> first 10 movie. What a fool. Yeah. That movie was real. There's two Matt, I still oh, don't understand what your game is. Okay, sorry. Um, it's a zombie it's, game movie. Yeah, oh, okay, it's never mind. Okay, we can move on anime. then. He made yeah. a zombie anime. It's not a, zo- it's not a zombie anime. <laughs> wow, that <sounds laughs> worse than what I thought Matt was going to say. Andrew. No, the, for the whole thing. The for God damn, okay. The whole thing of the game is that, like, your girlfriend, wife, whatever, got turned into a zombie in this the oh, zombie apocalypse. Bummer. And you are playing a puzzle platformer game to get your girlfriend and trap her like in a cage all the so while she doesn't going care. to zombie high school yeah it's a zombie anime. it's not there's no zombie high school <laughs> kind of sounds like a zombie anime it's no right. it's not a zombie you have fuck to do, it all right you have to yeah, Todd, there's a mini the... game where you fight but it's like dating yeah. yeah you have to give them everybody gifts you've broken matt's will <laughs> please tell us your stunt cast in your in your game of thrones balloon <laughs> popping movie yeah okay so when we got to the later iterations of balloons, specifically Tower Defense 6, we actually were given heroes that have names and powers. And so here in Bloons colon Guerrilla Warfare, we are following the descendant <laughs> who shares the name of his ancestor. That ancestor's name is one Pat Fusty. So Pat. Pat oversees the current land uh, that his family settled on after the last Bloons War. Um, Pat Fusty, the last AKA... Bloons War. How many Bloons Wars have there been? <laughs> well, there's been like 12 games, so it's kind of a whole thing. <laughs> Pat Fusty, uh, aka Mr. F from the intro scene that we were given, is going to be played by a mo capped Bobby Moynihan. So everyone <laughs> in this is mo capped. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. So Bobby Moynihan, uh, who it's Bobby Moynihan may... during these days, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what he did. He, did he do a voice for DuckTales? I think he does. I don't yeah, know. yeah. He, he was one of the one of the t- triplets. Yeah, the, so the he's here now. In, uh, oh, I forget. Danny Pudi. Move on. Yeah, Danny yeah. Pudi. Or ben, and, Schwartz. Uh, ben Schwartz. Yeah, so he's here now. Um, so listeners, Bobby Moynihan, uh, probably one of the most favorite SNL actors, uh, for, formerly of Drunk Uncle fame. Um, <laughs> so Bobby Moynihan, right? Mo capped as a as a gorilla. Um, is reaching out to the descendants of the other last heroes of lore. So other mocap primates in this are going to be um, a, a mocapped uh, actor who will be playing the role of Oban Greenfoot, who is an elemental monkey warrior. That'll be played by Wilmer Valderrama. Um, because, again, what's Wilder Valderrama doing right now? <laughs> who is Wilder Valderrama? That Wilmer, name sounds Wilmer, made up. Wilmer. Wilmer. Wilmer? Wilmer? What'd I Wilber. say? Wilder. Wilder? Wilder? I, I, I heard Wilder. Wilmer. Like Wilder? Wilmer. Wilmer Valderrama. What a Wilmer. terrible he was, bit. He was uh, that, that, 70 that 70 show. show. Oh, yeah, oh got it. And okay. literally nothing else. And in a bunch of MTV shows <laughs> in 2004. Yeah, I did put a note here. So I got, because I wrote down the name Wilmer Valderrama. I put that 70s show and probably other stuff now IDK. <laughs> um, and then um, also mocap. And then uh, lastly, we will have uh, an actress playing the role of Azili, who is a monkey that masters the, uh, the dark arts. And that'll be played by Ali Wong. Um, if you remember <laughs> Ali Wong, uh, she did some stand up. It was pretty good. Um, she was also in Always Be My Maybe, um, that, yep. that movie. Uh, I, 
Another film credit that she has that I can't verify, Birds of Prey. Matt, you watched Birds of Prey, right? <laughs> I have not seen Birds of Prey yet, actually. <laughs> no one did. Did so that movie it's come hard out? To know. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And the fabulous emancipation of one Heart, Harley, one Quinn. Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, I watched 10 minutes nice. and I was like, uh-uh, I'm out. So anyway, all these mocap <laughs> actors and actresses, uh, Bobby Moynihan's going to be trying to recruit the descendants of all of the last primates that, de- that defeated the, the balloons. They can hold off the invasion and summon. Well, so they ultimately have to summon the most powerful monkey, which if you played any of the Bloons games, you know that as the super monkey, because the super monkey is OP and is necessary for the late game meta. You can't win without the super monkey. Um, Todd, there is one higher than the super monkey, actually, and it is the sun god monkey. And and how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fair. The uh, representative from Yahoo Screen pointed out that all these characters are from Bloons Tower Defense 6, yeah. which was developed on Unity and not on Flash. Um, Damn! So, but, okay, but well, we've, I've got we've Bobby Moynihan on the other line, so you're going to We've escorted him, him out of the building, so... Fair, um, hey, good. Kyle, thanks for making our argument for us, bud. Yeah, that was really cool of you, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Good. One, one point for animals and potato guns and the other for fighting zombie high school, so... I never said anything about a high school. This high school is not a Andrew real thing. Andrew did, and your ship sinks with his. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there it is, Kyle. Anything else? Uh, anyone else got a dunk on Todd before? Bobby Moynihan on? is a real joy on set. When he's got all those little foam dots all over his body, real joy. I don't get much more of Tile. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> tile. Um, tile Cole. Uh, I didn't get much more of Todd's argument other than he made a DreamWorks movie. That was it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, all right. Uh, you're, it could be, but it's which, not. like, I I would actually not put it past DreamWorks to make a adaptation of the of the mobile game Bloons, <laughs> because yeah. why not? That feels like something DreamWorks probably already has done. No, it's um, it <clears throat> it's Blue Sky Studios would do it. <laughs> who is oh, it that yeah. did the Angry Birds movies? That's who's oh, doing the Bloons don't, movies. Don't, don't put me in that that arena. Too late. That's where you live. Um, um, when you when you guys get, say balloons, do you have to purposely try to not put any vowels between the B and the L? No, no. Because I've it's played every iteration of word. balloons, and yeah, but like and I get the it. B to L is just like not normal. Balloon, balloons, balloons. What Balloon. about like doubloon? Yeah, like however many times you say doubloon. In yeah, you know, and your regular okay, yeah, so, day when you say doubloon. Maybe it was a bad example. Let's change the subject. Have you guys ever noticed how much Bobby Moynihan looks like Artie Lang? Like, are they the yeah, same person? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, he absolutely so, does. So I didn't plan it, but um, there is a flashback where Bobby Moynihan speaks also, to his also ancestor. Also, Horatio Sands, the, they're all the same the, person. The original, it, the original generations of Pat Fusty, which is an actual name. One of them is a Horatio Sands, and the other one is Artie Lang or whatever. No, no points. No points. There is always that guy on SNL. Like it was started as Artie Lang, then it was mm-hmm. then it was Horatio Sands, and then it was Bobby Moynihan. Angry Birds was put out by Sony Animation. Oh, really? Moving on to okay. Prompt Three. <laughs> <laughs> so we are all familiar with the expendability of shows picked up and developed by streaming sites. It seems these days a show can be canceled seemingly for no reason. But one thing that's been shown to help a show cling to life is a big season-end cliffhanger that dares the network to cancel the show lest they get swarmed by angry fans on social media. So, please tell the panel, how does season one of your show end, and how does it DEMAND, in all caps, conclusion? 
conclusion that can only be satisfied by a second season. Andrew. Right. So, okay. So for the whole show, we've been seeing these flashes of Woody Harrelson's character. I haven't given this character a name, even though he's like the main character in my story. (laughs) I just keep calling him Woody Harrelson. So we see Woody's character. That's Woody Harrelson's character's name in every movie. Yeah, exactly. Woody Harrelson as himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We see him committing more and more of these heinous acts of violence against the cats. You know, it starts with him just putting the cats in the cannon to see if they would fit for whatever reason. I don't know. Oh. And then it escalates to him, like, shooting them up in the air to see if they'll land. Like, just kind of like, <laughs> land. Uh, but then Can he we starts get that firing sound one more time just to clean <laughs> one? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he starts firing them onto trampolines to see if they bounce further. <laughs> then in the last flash, the final evolution, we see him add the hungry Venus flytraps and then, of course, the spike pits. <laughs> Thing is... <laughs> The whole time, Woody is telling Madeline that he's innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. God damn it. And that he's being framed. <laughs> halfway through these, he's, he also doesn't have an accent. Just, you know, he's Woody. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Halfway through the series, we see Madeline starting to get followed by this suspicious individual. And in the final episode reveal, we find out that her dad was innocent the whole time, you guys. This thing goes way deeper than we thought. Goes all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out. A shadow organization named the Global Unilateral Network, or GUN, <laughs> had, been, <laughs> had been commissioned to do Subtle. a series of black ops weapons development. And when their government contract had been, leased by, been leaked by a mysterious whistleblower, they decided to pin it all on that very same whistleblower, which just happens to be Madeline's father, Woody Harrelson. So, in season two... Madeline and her, and her father will have to infiltrate Gunn to set the record straight and finally clear his name. Don't give him anything. Don't give him anything. Andrew, how much of your day at work is spent coming up with acronyms? A non-zero amount of time. <laughs> I really tried to make mortar work. <laughs> and I had Ministry of Recursive Technology and blank, and I could not think of an uh, R. Incredible. So you went with gun. I went with gun because it was, if it was good enough for the Sonic Adventure franchise, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Can't argue that. Because I will remind you that, that the global UN, or gun, is the, oh <laughs> the dominating power in the Sonic Adventure franchise. Anyway, that's my story. I'll take my trophy now, please. No. That, <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. I mean, I got to give it to you. Like, gun was good. You got me with gun. I can't. <laughs> but but I, I go back to the Rock movie example. Like, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the Rampage movie with the Rock and watch them try and pull a two-hour two hour movie out of, like, an arcade game with no plot. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe slightly more plot than you have in Kitten Cannon. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't. They don't stick the landing, Andrew. There's a lot of inspiration for this. Uh, this is mostly inspired by the very real HBO series, The Flight Attendant, which also <laughs> lands fucking flat on its face, much less this story does. And it involves, like, a shadow government and a big conspiracy theory. And Kaylee Cuoco ends up becoming a CIA agent, agent or whatever. It's a very much a show. Much like this will be very much a show on Freeform Plus now streaming. I have the question of how how is Woody Harrelson being framed while loading cats into cannons? 
Well, Todd, you'll just have to watch to find out. <laughs> you only want a way to find out. Yeah. I was thinking. Uh, I subscribe I was, to Freeform. While I was furiously typing this 10 minutes ago, I, um, I was thinking something like a Mission Impossible 2, like, mask <laughs> reveal. Got it. Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe Stop some prosthetics, it. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, however they, however they framed, uh, however they framed, uh, the Winter Soldier in Civil War, however yes. Zemo does that, the same idea. Face yeah. stealing technology. Yeah. yeah. Matt, tell us about your big <laughs> season one cliffhanger. Right. Okay. So this is the part of the, the show where I was going to talk a little bit more about the mechanics of the game. Uh, but I gave some of that for Todd Perfect. earlier, but Let's talk about what this game is. It's a puzzle platformer. All you're trying to do is, like, separate your girlfriend from the horde of zombies, assumingly so that as the protagonist, you can find some sort of fucking cure, whatever the MacGuffin of this zombie universe (laughs) is, because we're not going to get that in season one. Like, we got to make a season of him trying to catch his girlfriend. And this whole show, much like in the game, Winston Duke's character, who I also haven't named, is going to be the only guy that we see. Like, he's the only man on Earth, and he is trying to escape this horde of zombies around the city of abandoned Seattle. Because I spent a large portion of today trying to think of which major city had A, an easily identifiable skyline, and B, was like kind of a puzzle platformer. And I decided the answer was Seattle. Seattle and Pittsburgh were the two I was between, and I'd I was already done say, Pittsburgh. Like, how so. could you not bring up Pittsburgh? But we've talked about Pittsburgh. At yeah, I feel like I've overdone Pittsburgh a little bit, so I went with Seattle. Given Pittsburgh a break. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh is a, a puzzle town. It is a puzzle <laughs> town. Uh, so, you know, we spend this whole time trying to move around Seattle and separate our girlfriend. And in the very last episode, we finally managed to see our protagonist escape from the zombie horde and duck into a building just close enough for his girlfriend, wife, unidentified love interest to follow into the building with him. We like get this big setup that we've gotten for three episodes of the fucking Rube Goldberg machine he built in this warehouse (laughs) to catch his girlfriend. And finally, at the end of season one, the cage drops and he catches his girlfriend and he's walking up to the cage to finally have this moment that he's been searching for for a whole season and out of nowhere bang gunshot someone else shoots the girlfriend killing the zombie and cut to black end of series so we've spent the whole season thinking winston duke is the only person left in the world but there's somebody else somebody else shot the girlfriend i really wanted you to say and then he found his girlfriend and it turns out boom she was dead the whole time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but in a way, yes, because she's a zombie. The end of the the end of the game is like, you know, you do the whole game and then you reunite with your girlfriend and then she bites you and turns you into mm. a zombie. And this game, like this series we're doing for Netflix has a short lifespan like we're not looking for more than three seasons you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's season one of trying to figure out how 
like I mean, how that's to catch about the, the average lifespan of a Netflix series in general. Right. So. so we're going in with the plan. Like it's season one of trying to catch the girlfriend, season two of trying to figure out who shot the girlfriend, season three of trying to revive the zombie girlfriend and do some sort of cure, which ends with zombie girlfriend biting you. End of series print. It gets watched a couple of times and people probably like it. What? <laughs> Great. What happened? What happened to all the other zombies that made your girlfriend a zombie? And why is she different? Why are you not afraid of those zombies? Well, Should they not be an issue? I, no, I mean, you are. You're running away from the horde the whole time. Oh, you're trying okay. to, like, separate your girlfriend from the horde of zombies. How did she... How do you do that? Um, by like leading them through fun puzzle platformer fun shit puzzle in platformer. Seattle. Right, but yeah. also like you probably have a gun. I mean, you get a gun in the game, so you shoot some zombos. Like sure. that's fun. We have good good right. zombie killing time. But like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, okay, we're after money. Zombie shows make a decent amount of money. It's everybody enjoys them. There's a big sect. We're just gonna hit it. It's gonna be great. We're gonna make this really great narrative mm-hmm. story. Get in, get out, take our paycheck and go home. It's a real Jurassic Park 3 situation. Okay. So what you're saying is that, that a no decade notes. and a half later, we'll relaunch it with Chris Pratt as, the, as the, the titular character again. Maybe. I don't know. Listen, I didn't expect to fall this flat on my face. I'm vamping, Todd. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Get him. Oh, boy. Todd, yeah. tell us about your season one cliffhanger. Yeah, so as Bobby Moynihan, a.k.a. let me remind you, oh, he's the hero of better. the story. His name is Pat Fusty, right? <laughs> um, if you're curious about Pat, that is Pat's a, a gross huge, name. This is a super is gross name. A huge monkey of enormous strength. Um, anyway, he has now reunited the remaining surviving descendants of the original monkey heroes, right? And they are they are readying themselves to stand against this near onslaught of faceless polychloroprene horror. Um, that's what balloons are made of. And anyway, the, 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 the balloons, they're coming through the mist, Todd did right? a Google search since the first a, question. I did Welcome a Google back search. to talking tungsten with Todd Thomas. <laughs> I, did a, I did a Google. Um, anyway, so their army, uh, their, their, you know, their forces are armed with darts and tacks and actually increasingly heavier explosives and other weaponry that, that, you know, holds off the waves of, of balloons. And, you know, we have red balloons and we have blue balloons that then contain red balloons. And then we have, you know, <laughs> rainbow balloons that those balloons, they contain all the other balloons. Anyway, you get the idea. And so the heroes, right, they're finally able to summon the legendary hero of balloons lore, the invincible super monkey. However, when he arrives, he's like a grizzled, older version. Like, he's, he's seen some shit. And so, another wave, you know, that appears on the horizon through the mist. There's a lot of mist. And the super monkey, you know, he torches them all with his laser sight. And then he does this really heavy sigh. And, and you know, all the monkeys are, are cheering. And, and, you know, Pat, Pat Fusty, because I want to keep saying his name. <laughs> he yells, he yells, here come more! Wait, they're, they're stopping! Just then that grizzled old super monkey begins floating out towards the balloons and and he turns and mutters, they've stopped because of me. I'm not your protector of your ancestors to be summoned, told what to do and discarded like I was so many times before. I'm not your hero. 
I'm your god now. And he floats off towards the balloons on the horizon. Also, the weathered, grizzled super monkey is played by Giancarlo Esposito. Because that felt right. <laughs> and that sets up for, for our season two, which I will title Bloons. No gods, no monk kings. Damn it, Todd. <laughs> also, they're zombies, so they have a gun or something. Actually, damn it to whoever started this pun's arms, <laughs> arms race we're in now. <laughs> yeah, well, it is truly a race to the bottom that no one will win. Anyone? Uh, the longer you sit in silence, the more monkey puns I'm going to start. Anyone? I got <laughs> nothing. I, I just... I don't like that this was kind of like a fun generic Pixar story of like, we've got to summon our ancestors to defend us from the evil. And, yeah. you know, we did the thing and we summoned yeah. our ancestor and then our ancestor turns around and says, I am your God now. Right. Like that was such a weird, that was a weird turn. He's tired of being summoned when they need someone. It's a weird all the time. anti-nod to religion. It's kind of like the plot to Moana. Is this like Disney's Moana a little bit? Isn't this is something where they summon like a volcano god? I haven't seen Moana. It's not really like Moana. <laughs> it's not Actually, really like I Moana. Take, I really want to okay. take time to say how you should see Moana. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's I don't really have kids. Good, it's a really um, good movie. What, what Todd, question. What yeah. uh yeah. what hit pop song are all your characters gonna cover in the end credits? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a driver's license. It's gonna be a driver's license. Phil doesn't need to go that hard, but he's gonna go that hard because it's a monkey movie. Okay. All right, guys. The panel of experts has, have heard your pitches. Before they go, defer to make their big decision of what show they will pick up. Uh, they have one more question for you, and that question is. Um, a big part of what is going to keep your show alive in the off season is the tie-in merchandising and specifically the mobile game that will make them a ton of money. Um, as you may know, the Flash games we, we loved and grew up on were free to play. And free is a dirty word to network executives. So please tell us how you... Plan to change the original game into a soulless cash grab mobile game that will help your show stay picked up by this network once it gains popularity. We will take your answers after this short break. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Amanda. And we are House Breakfast, your new favorite Twitch stream that you should definitely be following. Here's the thing. Uh, you can eat breakfast anytime, and we want everybody to know that. And you can also play video games in a low-stakes, fun way with a really wholesome chat every Tuesday and Saturday. We're partners in Life, Love, and Podcasting, and that now includes streaming because everyone needs to learn how to stream in 2021. But playing games that we played on our N64 and PlayStation 2 and GameCube is soothing and I think the one thing that might make all of this just kind of slightly better. We really like Pokemon and Mario. You're just going to have to deal with that. So find us at twitch.tv slash housebreakfast. And follow us on Twitter at housebreakfast underscore. House breakfast, because you can eat breakfast anytime. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that. That I like good. that too. Good that job. Good. good job. Okay, we are back. So gentlemen, you've been given some time to think about your answer to the question. 
how are you going to take the original game that was free and full of full of joy and love and turn it into a a mobile game that is devoid of any emotion or soul and is not free at, at all andrew start us off so my inspiration was there is a mobile game the mobile tie-in with stranger things the first season of stranger things where you it was like one of those old like 90s era platformers where you had to go and collect the items like i put that in air quotes but there was a specific type of game in the snes era where you just had to collect the items and then once you got all of the items you got to go to the end yeah uh no yeah. obstacles in any way except no like... it's just collect the items yeah uh-huh so that that's what i think this one is going to be so we start in madeline in in uh coming out of class and she has to like just like navigate like like she's on like a 2d grid and you just have to like navigate the halls in uh in between classes and collect the junk that's in in lockers and then you get to go to the next stage and then you're in the prison cell visiting woody harrelson and you have to collect the items like a phone and a paper clip or whatever um and then and it's the the game will excite will the the climax if you will is running from gun uh (laughs) from the gun agents and uh, while well, you're collecting paper clips and staplers along the way, That's do you it. have a title? <laughs> uh, yeah, kitten cannon, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> so you've removed the cannon entirely from from the kitten cannon mobile well, there's, game. Well, no, Kyle. Uh, obviously, you didn't get the best, most important part where there's a Legend of Zelda esque uh, <laughs> instrument where you play where you play songs and you get to change the wind. <laughs> What? I I didn't miss what? that. I I thought Hold I on. missed something, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? Did I have a stroke? I, <laughs> I spent all my time thinking about my closing statement. <laughs> okay. That's it. Yeah, you have an instrument and you play your violin and it does things that only you can find out if you play the game. Uh, only on the Apple Store, $7.99. <laughs> Ready, aim, fire. Kim Matt, Cannon. tell us, tell tell us about your new and improved in giant giant quotes uh, version of I saw her standing there. The game, yeah, Kyle. So you said that the original game was free to play, and I have great news for you, Kyle. We're gonna keep this game free to play, and I have great news for the execs because <laughs> we're gonna load this bad bitch with microtransactions. <laughs> oh, so hell yeah. we need a way to a convince people that they're having a good time playing a mobile game and then b get people addicted to that mobile game so they can never put it down so we're going to combine the one mobile game that actually sparked joy in the collective hearts of us as a nation and probably the most addicting app on phones today and that's pokemon go and tinder and so coming this summer from niantic i saw her standing there looking for love in all the wrong places where you (laughs) will take your phone out into the real world to unlock hiding spots to hide from the horde of zombies and once you're there you'll be able to tag it with your information and when you get to new hiding spots you can swipe left or right on the other people that have been there and it's like a dating part too and you can pay more money to tag more information and you can pay more money to super chat with people who haven't matched with you yet we're gonna suck your money out of your pocket in let me say the title one more time Mm because it was a pretty good one i saw her standing there 
colon looking for love in all the wrong places. I would like to ask the question, how does this tie into your game at all besides the title? <laughs> well, you see, Andrew, you were trying to trap your girlfriend in what the first series and what Matt has described. Sure. Oh, is trapping you're going, women in, the, in, in a dating scene. You're going to hide Got in it. a park and then trap a stranger. Okay, Got so it. I okay. don't like that. That's so, much worse. I don't like that like at all. It's like geocaching people. for a you're girlfriend. You're trapping people using a dating app. I think, I think Matt has just, he's just monetized, like, going out and meeting people. Yeah. Like, I think uh, he's just monetized dating. Dating. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to entrap these women, much like the anime that he's, upon which he's yeah. drawing his yeah. inspiration. Also, I remember when Pokemon Go started, there were stories about, like, people, like, mugging people because they drop lures in remote parts of parks. I don't Matt, think that's true, trying? but it helps this argument, so I'm yeah. gonna accept yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't ever if, hear about if that. The, <laughs> if a car is driving with its headlights off, don't flash your lights. It's a gang initiation. So, Matt, um, <laughs> Are you kidnapping people in a park? No, no. We're not. This isn't like you're not going to. They're not hiding spaces. Geocache. I think geocaching is kind of cool. You didn't have to do this. No, it's not like you're not like hiding in warehouses. Geostashing. Dude, God damn it. I hate this podcast. (laughs) This sucks. You love us. Todd, tell us about your your soulless cash grab of of a mobile game. Yeah. I think it's important to start that said we cannot, and I repeat, cannot beat Bloons Tower Defense as a game that did port to We mobile. also don't condone violence in any way, shape, or yeah. form. I'm Should also not stated? here to put cats in potato guns or hide in remote parts of parks and try to get strangers to hide with me. To be clear, though, Woody Harrelson didn't put the cats in the potato gun. <laughs> it was gun. He, was he, blew the, he blew the whistle on it. Yeah, he blew the whistle. He didn't. He thought it was something shady going on. Continue. All right. So, Kyle, what I'm getting you is it, again, it, much like what Matt said that were good ideas before it spiraled into bad ideas. I am bringing you a free game filled to the brim with pay to win, and so I'm bringing you a game where it involves you controlling. What is a group of baboons, but you start with one baboon. You only get one. You have to buy the other baboons. <laughs> and, and that singular baboon is dedicated to tasks on your, your, you know, your kingdom, uh, where you are growing, you're building, you're harvesting, you're finding buried treasure, and you are training an army for the coming battle. Now, depending on the part of the forest or the crop or the army or whatever else you're doing, there are cooldowns on these tasks that you dedicate your singular baboon to unless you buy more baboons. And so these cooldowns could be 90 seconds. They could be 12 hours to harvest the goods or, or find the valuable sunken treasures in the ocean that increase your community value. Now, like I emphasize, you only get one baboon unless you go through the paywall. It's an additional $3 compounded for each additional baboon that you would like to have. You can have up to 50. You're going to need at least 20 <laughs> to actually play the game. And so anyway, <laughs> so, so, so Kyle, this mobile game backed by Zynga, um, it is a new pay-to-win yeah, optimized is. farming, I mean ballooning experience. <laughs> I present to you Bloonville, the balloons and baboons. <laughs> That was a good callback. Yeah, well there it done. is. That, you guys that remember Farmville? Me, yeah, that actually reminded me of the Angry Birds racing game. Do you guys remember what? that? <laughs> no, no one does. Yeah, there was an Angry no. Birds racing game. My mom was really into it. Um, I, and she showed it to me once, and she's like, yeah, so like, I can play this one level, and then I have to buy a $20 cart to play the rest of the game. <laughs> and that just like completely unlocked in my brain. 
because that was like a thing that people was anyway yeah yep oh yeah okay well the execs have all heard your statements they're going to go defer and decide which which of your shows to pick up um but before they do and they're all collecting their papers so make it pretty quick uh give us your final your your final thoughts your closing statements andrew I'm going to just end this with, I want to give you my tagline for my show. <clears throat> Kitten Cannon colon, take aim on love. Matt. Yeah, Kyle and execs, listen, there have not been very many good zombie shows. There's been like one. It's The Walking Dead. There have been a lot of decent zombie movies, though. And I think the problem is that movies are short and series are long. So I'm pitching you today a clear, concise three season arc that you can get in and get out on and make some money probably <laughs> okay and todd uh, i'll also keep this easy exact as, as these other two guys stroll out of the room um in a world when you can have anything why would you not want a mo-capped bobby moynihan like just to have we'll stick around i'm sure he seems like a chill dude <laughs> But now He's I imagine Bobby Moynihan in, in the mo- the mocap suit just eating sandwiches off set. We just go get a beer with him. Wait, wait, <laughs> sorry. Do you get that animated, like the final version, or is it just Bobby Moynihan in a mocap suit? Well, they, the producers, technically get both. They get the final version and they get to hang out with. But the what do we get? You don't get oh, anything. Right. You get a rejected show. All right, the the execs have left. The exec, they're Thank gone God. now. Um, so, you subscribe to Fandango now. They're they're enjoying they're enjoying their their hotel lobby lunch. So while they do that for the show, guys, some good vibes, please. God damn it, this is stupid. You guys remember Flash Games? <laughs> um, I want to talk about Flash Games pretty much for the entirety of this show. So we're gonna make sure everybody hit a, hit at us, get at us. Oh my god. I cannot talk. Get at us with your uh, Flash game themed ideas. Matt, holy shit. I never heard of I saw her standing there. And of course, like true to form, you would make a, a very compelling zombie series. Um, I think I just want you to make zombie shows because <laughs> I think you would do a lot better job than all of Hollywood on making zombie <laughs> media. So can you just do that? Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try. I'll, I'll call somebody. Yeah, make a couple phone calls. Make that happen. Um, Todd, uh, and balloons. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> remember balloons? Uh, yeah. In a cross between Ape Escape Ooh. and any uh, uh, DreamWorks movie, um, you made a movie that would probably make a lot of money and would be really cheap to make, and all it would just have to live on its star power alone. So, well done. Um, I'm sure that would translate into a Fandango Now streaming series. <laughs> so excellent. Yeah, you guys beat me to the Google Doc this week, and I had to take the cheap shot at the beginning because, like, I think, Todd, you picked AddictingGames.com's favorite son in Bloons, like, Mm -hmm. the prodigal son who has survived and has gone on to be more post-addicting games. Um, Fuck, man. Like, I think Bloons' level creator was maybe my first level creator, like, maybe the reason I'm so into (laughs) Mario Maker. Like, sunk hours into that game. Hours into that game. Um, and so like, yeah, when I think of addicting games and where it's at now, I think of balloons, but when I think of addicting games and what I did every day for 10 years, it's kitten cannon. Like yeah, I, a lot of holy cannon. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, Todd, good pull. The Pixar movie you made was weird. I don't know. Good pull, though. Um, Andrew, I dumped a lot on the Rock Rampage movie today, but I enjoyed it, and I recommend it to my friends. So, like, I'd watch this series. If you put a Kitten Cannon series on Paramount Plus or whatever, like, I'll watch it. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'll watch it, and I'm into it. I cannot it, so. guarantee it would be good. Yeah, yeah, good on you guys. I had the the tough decision today of, like, I know a ton of other equally as popular as these two flash games that i could have picked but then there was just also something really fun to me about doing my favorite flash game uh and so that's what i went with but that being said i'm realizing that most of my arguments are zombie movies and i think i'm gonna lay off zombie movies for a little while on this podcast <laughs> I mean, do some self-reflection i guess if it ain't broke don't fix it i end up doing you know self-reflective animes so you know we all yeah. have our corners i guess if it fits it ships for one low flat rate yep andrew I don't believe that anyone would actually believe that Woody Harrelson's being framed. I think that was the fatal flaw in, in what you described today. Do you think today. it's more acceptable that Woody Harrelson is committing cat crimes? Yeah, I feel like if someone saw him loading a, a That's cat the into season a potato two twist. Yeah. That's the season two twist is actually he, he was framed himself. He framed yeah. the it's a double frame. It's and a double frame. I feel like his daughter's going to be like, oh, they're framing you for, for murdering the cats. He's like, oh, no, they're framing me for money laundering. I'm definitely murdering the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Just fires out. Yeah, I, I didn't look at what either of you picked prior to us starting today, and that was a pleasant surprise to arrive there at the end. I would agree with everything Matt or uh, Andrew said about you, Matt, where you make, you make good zombie movies out of zombie things. You maybe care about zombie things I wouldn't normally care about, whether it was dead girl or zombie girl or whatever her name was yeah i really um, have a type i'm really <laughs> <laughs> to be fair matt matt basically invented i zombie that yeah. like <laughs> that teen drama about zombies oh, fuck. and it was like again like a way better version of it so yeah wow i zombie is is another zombie tv show that's like kind of okay like it's yeah, not it's the worst not yeah bad. i've yeah. heard it's pretty good actually yeah um if yeah. yeah z nation also on that list like probably the best thing sci-fi's ever done okay yeah, it's hey, you're it's kinda, fine. You're kind of losing me on this, but yeah, I would, yeah. Um, yeah. Like kind of like the Tim Allen of zombie movies for sure. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, no, oh, it's no, it's, it's average and unassuming, but I guess it's eh. it, it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, so I thought you both did did really well with what what you did. I didn't care about a zombie puzzle game, but I guess kind of now I care a little bit more about a zombie puzzle game. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, that good. Good thing you guys wrapped up. The execs are coming back in um, and they have their decision. So we'll start off with, with the winner and we'll, we'll go into why, why you guys didn't get picked up. Um, so HBO is going to fund at least three seasons of the show. I saw her standing Oh, my fucking God, Kyle. Kyle, this is the happiest day of my life, Kyle. (laughs) This is a nightmare. Did you mean Um, 2B TV? Are you 2B TV? Oh, boy. Wow. HBO, you know, they haven't had a they haven't had a solid zombie movie. They've kind of got flamed on giant, giant war dramas after Game of Thrones ending. Um, So so. Matt, you are our winner today with I Saw Her Standing There. Um, let me tell you, Todd and Andrew, what happened in the discussion room. Cool. So Andrew... <laughs> Did Woody Harrelson murder someone with a cannon? <laughs> no. Um, what, what happened with, with Kitten Cannon was no 
network wanted to tie their name to a show that was going to have graphic depictions of cats being fired out of cannons and dying brutally. I mean, we would have done it tastefully, but I they, get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's artistic. I, I won't die on that hill, I guess. They liked the the father daughter aspect and the and and the the corporate espionage of it all, but just the the logistics of filming cats being fired out of cannons. They didn't want to touch it. I, unfortunately, you can't have one without the other. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, take it's all or nothing, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and Todd, um, the reason none of the networks picked up your Bloons movie was because Illumination Studios swept in and bought the movie rights to it Fair. first. Nice. Yeah. And Fair. and um, they're now trying to figure out how to cram some minions into the Bloons Ooh. Tower Defense movie. Oh, well, it's going to sell, like, hotcakes. It's going to make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> we'll make approximately one bajillion dollars. The memes um, will haunt us for decades to come. Yeah. So, Matt, congratulations. Thank you. You're, you're our new network show today. Um, everyone else, thank you for listening in to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. And if three weeks a month isn't enough for you and you'd like more Debate This content, then consider subscribing to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash DebateThisCast, at five bucks a month to get access to our exclusive premium feed. You'll get the latest and all backlog episodes of our two premium shows, Forbagorfa and the Office Drones, a D&D real play podcast featuring real world office workers, and The Plus is Loose, a weekly recap show where we view the latest Disney Plus um, MCU show and tell you about it. Matt's done a very good job with, uh, we're, we're wrapping up, coming up on the end here of it's been a real fun time. season one oh, yeah. of The Plus is Loose um, for WandaVision, and Matt just kudos all around because it is it is something really great and you're all miss i think you're all missing out on that by not being a part of our patreon man this podcast episode was the exact amount of endorphins i needed to counteract the day i had (laughs) this rules so until next time i'm kyle harper i'm andrew corporate cat crimes henderson i'm matt tim the zombie man taylor cole and i'm todd (laughs) pat fusty aka the furious george thomas We are all saying thanks for debating with us, and if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. What have we done? Oh, man. (laughs) What have we done?